I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Yes, we wake up, people. It's time to wake up. Oh, how's everyone doing? I'm just seeing if my um got new uh hold on a second. New mic. So let's see if it's working. Sound engineers in the sacred space of empowerment. How is the sound? Uh, let's see. You know, some days I think BTR has the stuff together and sometimes not. Sound is good. Okay. So for some reason, my iPods that I'm using, if you can't hear me, if the sound isn't good, let me know. And I'm going to go to a different mic. Oh, I, I don't know. We have, we're going to have, oh, here it is. It is. See if we can get this rocking and a rolling. We're going to have um, six planets retrograde, so maybe it's starting early. All right, everyone, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you awake? That's the question. Are you awakening? Let's get more awake so we don't have to have the root of it. Key. Do not have to have the rude awakening. Because that is coming. That is, we're in the middle of it. But not everybody has to experience that. Welcome, everyone. Oh, you can hear me just fine. Thank you, White Calla Lily. Yes. Yes, we're going to have six planets, including Mercury. And um, I think Uranus is already retrograde or goes on the 22nd. Um, but also Mercury. So a lot of revisiting, a lot of redoing. And I'm going to dive into that as well. But first off, I want to welcome everyone. Hi, everyone in the chat. Good to see you and connect with you. Hello, everyone. Listening later in the archives. Big hug to you all, etheric hug. And hi, everyone listening by phone. Um, If you want to listen by phone, that number is 347-539-5122-347-539-5122. And press 1 on your keypad if you want a reading or just to say hey or talk or chat or share what's going on in your life, 347-539-5122 and press 1 on your keypad. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I want to let everyone know I'm really excited. Um, Soul-Centered Living, yes, 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 six-month program, launching community program. 
I'm so excited. Some of you know this has been in the works. Um, you can find out more information by going to courses and classes on soulplayground.life. Click the link. I think there's a short write-up. Click the link. If it resonates, love to have you uh, participate in this vision. And it's an unfolding vision. Um, you'll get weekly insights, updates, guidance on your path. And we'll also meet monthly for a class, classes, processing calls. Um, you'll also get discounts and other things that I'm doing. And we're going to have um, guests, that, that guest teachers, guest speakers, uh, events. It's really this online place to connect, to support you on your path, and to learn more about the new emerging consciousness how to open up more to that, how to download that energy, upload it, open up to it, however you want to put it, imbibe it, imbibe it, drink it in, embody it, and live more from your higher self connected to your soul. So it's really about the upcoming energies, what's coming up, why, what's your part, what's your piece into this, and also supporting through things like emotional clearing work, repatterning. Um, so anyway, if that's something you're interested, soul-centered living. You can go to soulplayground.life. I probably should put the link, put a note. I probably should put the link in a description box. I kind of forget these things. Okay. Um, but, yes, soulplayground.life, classes and courses. I'll get better about links and all that. I get in the creative flow. I've been doing videos for it and working on the curriculum for the first week which is going to be all about the soul and the nature of the soul. What is the soul? What is the nature of the soul? How to align to that um, and how to keep your vibrational frequency high and what that means. Also, guys, connect with me, please, on MentorCam. If you have a question or two, I answered questions yesterday. It was so fun because people have been videotaping themselves. They video and, you know, I get to see you and I get to video back and um someone that is um youtube subscriber maybe awakenings listener too i'm not sure but i believe they live iceland norway maybe yeah somewhere in that region so it was great to connect you know who you are if you're listening lots of love and light i just love doing um and then I had some other great questions um all of the questions it was interesting that i was answering yesterday on MentorCam had all to do with projects, soul's purpose, bridging to the new. I'm really big on bridging. Those of you that have worked with me before, you know about that. And that's a lot I'm going to help people do individually and collectively. Um, I would say in the next, well, for sure six months, but year or so. Um, also connect with me on Patreon, of course. Um, I love to connect with you on Instagram. And, of course, Soul Playground if you want to do more in-depth work or um, a reading. But if you have a quick question, just enter cam real quick. Put it on the, you know, text it. There's a text in the app. You can text your question to me or you can, um, you know, video to me. I'm liking kind of the immediacy of this because it says two to three days. Usually I get back to people sometimes the next day usually two days, so it's quicker than 
you know, sometimes you just have a question or you want clarification or you get a download and you're like, okay, can we check this out? Or this is, what's my next step here? Um, you know, I give people, you know, books, suggest books. And, and I'd love people to, to do the inner work. I gave you the books, the guidance, and then check back in. You know, this is teamwork. I'm realizing over the years that because I keep hearing people, oh, Michelle, it's your time. You need to get out there more, get out there. And I am, and I will. But I do, I get such joy um, from helping, assisting others to kind of shine their own light, see their light, shine it, step forward in that next step, that next direction. Which brings me to the channeling that I got, just a short download, then I will get to callers. I'm going to get to you read, get your readings, callers, so please stay on the line. 347-539-5122 is that number. Remember, that's the number. Um, okay, a lot going on. A lot in human terms, scary, frustrating not right, not healthy, not life-enhancing, um, power plays, things are, that are not humane. Of course, talking about Afghanistan, because happening in Haiti, all over the world, things are going on. Our rights. But i got to tell you, as I tune in, <laughs> I mean, I woke up this morning, First of all, I was tossing and turning, but I've got my little, my lovely, I'm doing my golden melt tea. Um, Moon Juice has it if anybody wants to get it online. Moon Juice is the company or Gaia Herbs. And I put some honey and a little bit of either oat milk or coconut almond milk. And I have my frother, so I'm just feeling so good, you guys. So it's hard for me sometimes because as a trans channel and conscious channel, you know, I see what's going on and I see where things are going and I see how, I mean, intense and extreme that things are going to get. However, remember what I've said over the years, the guides, it's called the converging flow. That's the arching part of this awakening, that everything is happening all at once, okay? We could say the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever, right? It's all happening at once. And so I want to say to everyone, be blessed where you're at or be grateful. I know sometimes it's hard to look around and go, well, gosh, why am I doing well? Or, or I'm having these insights or I have the luxury to take this class or workshop or meet with these people or my business is booming or I just had a baby or I just got married or I just met someone new. What we're going to all be learning is how to have compassion for ourselves and what seems to be the other, but that the other is an extension or reflection of us. One of my metaphysical teachers years ago used to say that when I would, when we'd, I'd look at this issue and she would say, they're living that out so you don't have to, okay? So if we all come from one, everybody is living an expression and experience of God or the all that is, right? We have to remember on a soul level, it's about expression and experience. Experience and expression, the fullness of the infinite, infinite possibilities, God, the all that is, infinite, innate intelligence, infinite intelligence, however you want to look at it, cosmos, universe, taking different shape and form and having these experiences and reflecting it back onto the, um, onto the collective, right? 
out of the one comes the many, and from the many is the one. You know what's so interesting? That is a metaphysical um, occult maxim, principle, truism. I was watching a show the other day. I think it was on Discovery Channel. It was like science. It was uh, kind of like, and the, and the, I was like, he quoted it as a science thing. Out of the many, he goes out of the infinite universe, out of the, you know, isn't it right? From the one comes the many, you know, and then all these species from the many is the, is the one. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so it's time right now, and, and, and there's going to be much more extremes, and, and the choosing, the side is the choosing. Do I choose what's being presented in front of me? to grow, to shift, to change, to answer my soul call. Because where is everyone going when the disruption happens, the rude awakening, after the protests, after more people wake up to what's really going on, they can't go to rubble. There, there, there needs to be, you know, books, classes, companies, organizations that are already living out the new emerging consciousness. And that is the wake up. So everyone's awakening is going to look a little bit differently. There, there, yes, there are specific demarcation lines and, and, and pause and path points, right? There's, there's, there are similarities or things that people cross, you know, crossroads that everyone that are the same. But everyone's level of a, on their soul, where they're at, their timeline is different and how you've come in and what kind of awareness you've come in with. So you are going to see more of this, I want to say, galactic activation. The activation of the star seeds, the ones that are holding the more expanded information. You know, many of you know, I mean, all this stuff that I've been channeling for years and years and years, and, and I've been talking about the soul, it was just for this time. You know, some people could say I'm 20, 25, 30 years ahead of my time. It's not just me. Other people are. But we just kept saying the same things and doing the same things. Help people understand their in, intuition, trust their intuition. You know, we're opening up to the idea of multiple timelines and multiple aspects of our being coming through. Being not just international citizens or global citizens or having an international community or global community or global economy, but other dimensional interdimensional now this won't be for everyone in humankind the human race the race consciousness but it will be for enough that we're seeding this possibility for the greater change that comes into 2050 2050 will be a world that we do not even recognize you know 2025 to 2025 to 2030 is going to be a lot of change 2025 especially i mean I was telling someone the other day, I said, yeah, it is going to be a bit like some of these movies, shows, films that you watch that there's people living in bubbles, you know, um, I mean, like in a city, you know, like <clears throat> that are in the agenda, that are in the system in a certain agenda, but they're okay there because they're making a certain amount of money, a certain amount of digital currency They're And again, there's no right or wrong. It's about finding what is, what is your part in this and what and that will be by what is your fulfillment what is your joy what brings a sense of purpose not fanaticism 
but a sense of this is what I meant to do and this is where I meant to be and I meant to connect with these people. And there will be those living more on the outlying areas. Um, some will be within the city too. It look, you know, group gardening, community gardening, you know, smaller, almost like a charter school, but it'd be called something different where, where students are learning um, differently because certain rights will be taken away, but only this is the squeeze. This is in a sense the, the, the philosopher's stone getting rubbed. It, the squeeze that will be happening with many of our rights being taken away and the injustices is squeezing for new solutions, is squeezing to think differently, feel different, is squeezing to move into your soul gifts, to actualize, you know, first realize your soul gifts and then actualize them, bring them into the actuality. So though there is a lot of chaos and confusion, um, let's see, Lynn, it's interesting how many people, groups from different perspectives are saying that we're entering a huge new period of revelation, upheaval now. Yeah, yeah. Well, many of the people, we've been preparing for this. So those of you, whether you've been working with me or other people or, or no, you've been prepared for this. On some level, you have been prepared. What I can say is you've got to trust your intuition. It's funny, I was talking to a client yesterday and some of the stuff she was saying, and then I was giving her the channeled info that corresponded to what she was saying about work and finance and banking. And she's like, oh, I thought I should open a different account or have two accounts. And my husband's and mine, and then he has his, and I have mine, and then we have – and I said, yes. And because, you know, you need to diversify right now because one channel of something may not be available or may have a delay to it. And, again, Aquarius likes to spread out. Aquarius, it, it's – unfortunately, it is about – unfortunately, the less evolved aspect of Aquarian energy is – cults and fanaticism it is the bullying it is the peer pressure you have to do it my way or you're not cool or you're going to be ousted or you're going to be shamed but we have to clear that because there's a lot of religions and cults in that are based on this principle this is the principle of the invader dominator they get people to bully or shame other people into doing their agenda and then the people realize later oh i'm so sorry i didn't realize this was happening so there's a purging. So linear, we're right now, and in, in some could say we're still in the Kali Yuga. I mean, I think things overlap. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not just, again, it's the converging flow as the guides had said. We, we're from the harmonic convergence. We're in the harmonizing principle, which is the harmonizing or binding principle of everything um, is love. And that's love expressed through art. Remember, everyone, that the, um, the, the, the soul likes variety and the soul is also about creativity. This is going to be – we're both going to have a time um, – of revolution, of construction, war, domestic, you know, international terrorism, but also renaissance, okay? 
So it's all of it. You have to decide where you're at or where you find yourself. But you, but if you're you know if you're here, where where are you? What is it? Um, you know, what is it that you're meant to be doing? Because it's not all like people. Um, people are expecting like a big collapse of everything. No, it's pockets. Just like in those pockets, you need to know where you need to be, but how do you do that by resonance, by coherence? You know, you'll be called internally to know what to do. Because whatever your, you know, if you want to call it your purpose, your soul's purpose, your life's purpose, your mission, your soul mission, what you're awakening to do is needed and necessary. It's not less than. If somebody is fighting over right now in Afghanistan or doing women's rights over there, and you're doing sound healing or, you know, I don't know, tarot, or you're, you know, a, a moderator helping people or, a, um, you know, a lawyer, an advocate, um, it's, it's just as good. Or you're raising an amazing family, you know, and you're gardening. You're, people like to lead people to believe that that's, you know, elite or individualism, you know, instead of indiv- being an individual no, because everything is vibrational. It's about vibrational frequency. So the more you heal, you know, people say, oh, that's very selfish. Well, no, because the truth is we will not change until co- the consciousness of more people change as a collective. So what you do individually does matter. Sometimes I will tell you it matters more than the, the, the groups, whether it's women's rights, gay, whatever the rights are and people marching, over time, it's the consciousness in people that change by people living more authentically. Say, and, and unfortunately, sometimes they get killed, like saying, okay, this is me. I'm thinking that guy in, Mon- was it Wyoming or Montana, Laramie, Laramie, Texas, anyway, years ago, that was, you know, it was a very, not just conservative, but kind of country, a little backward town, however you want to describe it. And he just decided, I'm going to come out, I'm gay, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to be gay, I'm not going to hide. But he made a difference because him living that way changed a lot of people in that town. Unfortunately, not some people ended up killing him, but it also caused laws laws to be changed. And that was just one person. So we do make a difference individually. We will make more, even more of a difference as we come together collectively by just doing what is authentic and more soul aligned, what's more to the heart. I know it sounds kind of... People try to make it say, oh, that's like, you know, like I've heard people tell me something, oh, Michelle, you've never had any hard time. No, I have had, when you guys, when I get my book out, my, I have had some, I've almost been killed twice. I mean, I have had some really hard, and they were like violent things, really hard times. But that's not been my story or my mission. I mean, it's like that thing, you know, rise in through the concrete. I've also had some very gifted and blessed times and very privileged times and situations. Um, So it's about not wearing it. Now, some people, they do wear it, and that is their path. They have a different path. My path hasn't been to focus on that. I've I've always somehow just seen the magic and the mystery because this is how I came in. So I've always been very connected to my higher self, my soul, God, whatever, all that is. So everybody's path is a bit different, but I, that, and that's part of the opening is to understand more of your path and 
embrace it. But I'm going to tell you, this the next six months, and that's part of the reason I decided to launch Soul Centered Living That Well, to be true, my guides. <laughs> I was trying to launch it sooner, but it really fits into what's happening. Because you're going to have to answer that soul's call as scary as it's going to be. And it really is because you may not have that job that's so cushy. And some people are worrying. You know, a lot of my clients are saying, oh, my God, you're saying to do this and this is going to happen. You know, or if we don't go back to work or my husband loses their job. And I'm like, yeah, but there'll be another one. See, I haven't seen anybody so far that I'm working with that's going to be like sleeping on people's sofas or out on the streets. I'm not seeing that. I'm seeing people thrive. I am seeing people that are waking up to their soul call. And perhaps some of you are leaving certain jobs or you're working part time or you're taking a chance on, you know, putting your art out there, your music or your gifts I'm hearing as a social worker or something. I'm hearing some people working with, with others, um, maybe a mediator or an advocate or, you know, um, maybe you work in the legal field and you could help people, paralegal or something, you know. There are people that need that or virtual assisting or, you know, or maybe you're looking for that. There, you're going to see next year a lot more partnering, partnering up people coming together in small groups and helping each other whether it's you know financial exchange or just service for service or helping each other out you're going to see more people coming together and saying hey I, you know I'm thinking about doing this or this is my passion I really want to do this you know I want to be able to sustain myself so there are a lot of choices in the next six months um, and in through actually six years into um, you know, 2025, 2024 to 2025, there's another huge pivot point. And you're preparing for that. This is the preparation. Um, this is the preparation that's happening. Yes, been preparing and teaching. So clear, everyone is living their own soul path. We just need to live ours and be authentically us. Yeah, a lot with compassion, compassion and understanding. And then you will, you know, you'll get the nudge internally from your own inner you, you know, the true you, your higher self that says, okay, you need to, you know, move forward on this. Or you need to make changes here. What are the changes that you're going to need to make? It's a lot of, to do with change. And I think a lot of people are feeling it. You know, you're, you're, feeling, you're feeling that there's going to be changes. And a lot of people, you know, how, how the change happens and what you do is going to be happening internally. So the only way that you're going to know what to do, I mean, you can get confirmations. Sure, people, readings are always good to do. You can get confirmations, you know, and input, but you're also going to have to look at yourself. What are the messages that you're getting? What are the specific messages that you're getting, and then ask for those confirmations. All right, Radiant Soul Lights, let's get to callers. Let's start with the first caller. I'm so excited to connect with all of you. Um, thank you for being here in the chat and co-creating this more than experience, this community, this sharing. Um, really appreciate all of you that call in, um, that have been here. And then our, and also a lot of you are just, you know, in your succession and level of awakenings, you are making a difference too. 
you know, in your own life. And that's so important. All right, let's see who is on the line. Hello, welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Oh, hi, this is Kate. Hey, Kate. Hi, I can barely hear you. Oh. Is that me or you? Huh. I'm on, I'm not on speaker. Okay. It's low. Try to speak up a little if you can. Kate? Um, yeah, yes. Can you hear me better now? Okay, go ahead. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, just, um, what do you see about September, but the things to focus on, especially in a new um, career area, like a, a, the first job work. along the path? Yeah, work. Um, you're going to be, the challenge for you is going to be work, live, balance, um, also balancing um nurturing, self-care, and getting the higher perspective. So there's going to be a lot that you're seeing the higher perspective as well as where you're going. So I feel probably mid-September, end of September, there's going to be some changes for you where you you kind of adjust or say, well, next year or end of the year, I'm going to want to do this or I'm going to, I want to phase this out. I want to do more of this. So you kind of are in a prep, but I think there's a lot that's going to be happening um, kind of on the on the philosophical level for you, okay? Yeah, Kate? I'm. I yeah, I haven't been working at all, so I need to. I don't have any balance. I don't have any problems now with any time. Well, any then, well, okay, there. something's coming up with live work balance. So what are you doing? There's something that's coming up about maybe, maybe September you get you start working or something. Uh huh. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, that's that's my that's my. Yeah, goal. so maybe that's it. Maybe that's the work that comes in. But it's all about for you plans for next year. So whatever you get, I feel like whatever you get this year is not necessarily going to be the um, the ultimate. What you? Sure. Yeah, no, it's not what you stay with. Well, this fall, because I want to travel as well, I, I don't, I still have, after being home for a year, you know, I definitely have an itch um, to travel before I really jump. Well, there's live-work balance. How do you travel? How do you work? How do you have money coming yeah. in? What do you do? So you're going to have to be figuring it out. September is the time to figure it out, at least in the short term. All right, right. Kate. Well, that's Talk what I later. was hoping you'd answer. Good. <laughs> Good. Hi, welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hi, Michelle. Hi, who's this? My name is Keisha. Hi, Keisha. Welcome. What's your question? Uh, I gotta go quickly. I I am not the callers. I want to get you. Are what? You are what? Okay. I'm sorry. I am like so exhausted um, with with dating in general. I just met like I this guy I met a couple of days ago seemed like a genuine guy. He reached out to me. I haven't even been looking for anybody. He seemed like a genuine guy, but then turned out he wasn't. So I'm just clocked out, and I'm trying not to be closed-minded, but and like close myself up. But I'm you're starting still to do healing. That. Focus, focus more on you and your your healing and your work and your path, and the other will take care of itself. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't think you're gonna find. Yeah. 
I would say right now for just, a lot of people, just take who you're meeting with kind of like the proverbial grain of salt. Mm-hmm. There's, there's just, yeah, there's a lot. Um, it's not for everyone, but if you've been in a big long-term relationship or you're healing or you're in a lot of transition right now, that's what you're going to attract. You know, okay, for many people, I'm going to say there's going to there's going to be more clarity or more focus on re, on relationships. Maybe I would say end of this year and definitely next year because next year is all about partnering. This is not a partnering year. This is a year of not to say not people. Some people haven't partnered, but overall, this has been a year about um, working it out on your own. A lot of people feeling lonely, isolated. It's been about loss. It's been about a lot of emotional purifying and purging. And so that emotional purifying and purging is going to have, it's like, what's the result? What's the expression of that? After you purge, after this person left you, that person left you, that situation, this job loss, how did you deal with it? You know, what, what did you, how did you deal with it? What did you do? That's going to be lived out next year. Okay. Okay, Keisha, good question. Good question for the collective. All right. Take care. Hi. Welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hi, Michelle. Another Kate. Kate. Hey, Kate. Another Kate. Hi, Hi, Michelle. So what's your question, Kate? The, um, a general around the energy in the coming 90 days, and I have a birthday coming up in a couple of weeks. Okay. So g- general energy meaning? Um, just meaning for anything you? that comes, through, yeah, for me specifically for my highest and best good. And okay. um, emphasis on the next three weeks and that um, – I will be Kate. Let's just look at what's coming up for Kate and Jim. Okay. okay, let's see. Um, definitely shows change in routine. You might be feeling a bit restless. You may be wanting to travel or you are going to be traveling is what I'm hearing. Um, you're I definitely am. kind of coming out of this, or you are traveling. Okay, you're definitely coming out of this cocoon period. Um, September and definitely in through October. So there could be a lot to do with family or home, traveling. Um, I do see you more around family, especially coming into the close of the year. So, yeah, just follow the energy flow that you have because I definitely feel you're coming out of something. Like I said, cocooning. You've been cocooning. So you're definitely coming out. Can you hear? Yeah, Yeah. I couldn't hear for a bit. There was a slight interruption. Okay. Yeah, so you're definitely coming out There's this, out of this cocoon. So that's what I would say right now, just in a quick read, and um, definitely visiting people or visiting family. Perhaps you're even going to be um, a little bit of travel is what I'm hearing. So, yeah, you're coming out. We are. I am seeing my adult daughter for the first time in a couple of years, Michelle. All of that oh, is okay. wonderfully copacetic and and cohesive, we are going to visit um, my birth family, and they're oh, all over go. the place. Okay. 
Um, okay. Anything yeah. I can do to hold no, the cohesion? It. You're doing it. You're doing it. Just do it. You're doing it. You're just coming out. That's that's the that's the message. And you're visiting. And you just confirmed it. Visiting family, and um, yeah, I feel like you're kind of doing that. That's kind of putting the family ducks in a row, so you can um, focus on some new stuff at the close of the year. All right, Kate, keep listening. We've got a great guest coming on. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Ciao, ciao, Michelle. It's Zoe. How are you doing? Hey, Zoe. Hello. So um, there's been so much um, energy. I'm sure everybody's been feeling it and vibrating mm-hmm. higher and all of these lower frequencies vibrating out and it feels so good and so many opportunities coming in. I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one experiencing this. Um, my question is, I have been offered to kind of um, to move or shift for two or three months and I'm, I'm having this little uh, battle intuitively because what's happening right now a lot in the collective is to, to make kind of go back and make different choices than we normally would so part of me wants to be agreeable to it because I think there's something I can gain from it but another part of me is like you have to make choices on your terms so is is this going to be um, beneficial to my growth um, spiritually or is this going to set me back I guess because I'm I'm very happy where I'm at in the flow that I'm in if that makes sense well there's your answer Zoe bring limitations maybe even financially for you so again right now I would say trust your intuition right now is not necessarily um, the time to stretch or overcompensate so I, I feel you're so dialed in. If you're feeling a certain way, I would definitely go with that, okay? Yeah, I mean, intuitively it's telling me there's something, you know, there's some type of healing or something that I can get from this, but I don't know if it's just by sta- standing in my space and saying this isn't really, this might be more beneficial to you than me, but it could possibly be beneficial to me, but I, I, I'm just um in this back and forth space, I feel like I'm not I just the only kind one of, in the collective yeah, I, feeling I, this. Right, right. Well, I had, you know, many of you know in my little situation with the doggy track, which I named Thor, and I bought all kinds of stuff for him. I had to return a lot of it, and some of it I just gave when I gave the dog back. Um, it was just going to be too. It was going to be too much, too much in the training, and he had the dog aggression. So, um, th- there's there's these unexpected pivot points right now. So I would only so really say people are going to know choices. more, huh? That what? So it really is about making different choices. It is about what we thought might be good for us at some moment may not actually. Yes, yes, yes. And how do you trust your intuition? Yeah. I mean, I literally woke up with a panic attack. I had to call a friend of mine and say, oh, my God. And I was like, First of all, I picked up that the dog was going to have health problems, but I mean, like, not way beyond the, the thousands I spent on Yoshi. And it was just a puppy. And then I had, like, a little rash from, and there was all this. So it was a temporary thing. 
But I also feel that I was seeing all those French bulldogs and all the dogs were coming to me because I am very, you know, part of a serious, very connected to doggy beings and probably healing me from Yosh. But this dog really wanted to stay with me. It's just being, I had to make a decision what was right for not only me, but also my path, you know. And I could say, like, there was five or six, ten maybe even more reasons why it was not, it was a good decision to to give him back so that um, the people could take them, take him, you know. Um, yeah, but sometimes we have to in order him. to do what's right. So we got to keep the ego beings, out of right? it. Yes, we got to keep the ego out of it and go with the higher self and say, tune in and saying, okay, what is big picture? What is right for me on my path? Because probably, I mean, if it was have been years ago, I probably would have kept it. I would have kept it and just did the extra training, but it was like six months, two years training I would have had to put in and then not know if it would be, you know, if it would still have this aggression streak. And it was a little cutie, very sweet, but with other dogs. Um, so, yeah, yeah, you've got to, this is, uh, this is training everyone to rely more on their higher self because eventually, years from now, when the full sub, subsuming of the, the, of the personality as we know, the ego personality subsumed in the soul, we will, our, our personality will fuse with the soul. So we will be soul beings. We will be reacting or responding, living completely from the soul. We're not there yet, but we're being trained for that. So that's what I would say without, because I feel like there's a lot of pieces with what you're asking. And just to dive in, I can't really take the time right now. I got to get to other callers. But I would say have a step back from it, re ask the question, and trust your intuition. Because you just said you're happy and in this flow. And that's the key. That's the key. You're happy and you're in this flow, you're fulfilled. So there's something that you're about to receive. There's some kind of payoff that you're about to receive. Right. The growth, the growth is coming from from standing in my power, from standing in my space. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Not, not from yes. making the move or the shift, just from making the move or the shift mentally, essentially. Yes. And, oh, God, Zoe, that's so true. And that's what more people are going to realize. It's the shift. On this level, for many people that are more, you know, awake, living more awake, living more consciously, more soul aligned, you're going to find the shift is more and more within. It's the, it's the mental, emotional. It's like how you respond. It's not what we're doing externally. Yes. You know, yes. that's why Less if you listen, I think, more. yeah, I think one of my pick a cards, I even said it, there's a silent protest coming on happening and maybe that protest is happening within you like I'm not doing that anymore you know I'm not giving everything up for just one thing or one person or I'm not rescuing any I'm not I'm not whatever it is whatever there's a there's a silent revolution that's happening it's a quiet calm one for many people that's affecting the decisions that they're making and to be able to say no this is what's right for me right now. It's, it's, a, it's a form of a higher level form of self-love, self-understanding, and self-compassion. And it's only from this higher level of self-love, self-understanding, and self-compassion that we can then extend it to others. So many people are going to be experiencing that now. Like, wow, I need to take care of myself right now. You know, I have this limitation or I can't, or I'm happy here. I'm in this flow. 
that's okay. Yeah. You, that's yeah. good. Yeah. That's great. All right, big hug. Lots of love, Zoe. Big hug. I you. hope to see big you one day in Bali. Come to visit. Yes, come Bali. visit for sure. Yeah, come. All right, big hug. Hi, welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Six zero. You're on air. Okay, let's see. Anybody else? I'll come back. I think I did this already. Let's see. Got any more callers? Any questions in the chat? Wait for our guest. Lots of good. Um, yes, bless where you are at. Yes, white calla lily in the chat. Definitely. Okay. Hi. Welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hi, Michelle. This is Sunray. <gasps> Sunray. Hello. <laughs> How? That's your energy. I love it. How are you, Michelle? Oh, I am just reveling in this amazing moment. Right. I feel it. Reveling in that revo- revolution that is yeah. the fire within us that is burning yeah. in our hearts, mm-hmm. our sacred hearts. Um, quick question before we move on to the guest. Um, yeah. So obviously, you know, you definitely have mentioned that friction. One of those things I'm mm-hmm. sure you're going to get this question is about masks and the mask mandate. Yeah. And I know you've talked about it a lot, but like I would like to – know if you have any insight as to how I can find my tribe where or my places businesses to support especially in Portland, Oregon where masks are mandated but myself I feel my energy I know what's inside I know what's true how do I move forward with this it's honestly with all of this it's going to be there is going to be challenges there are going to be some places we will not be able to go to whether you don't want to swipe the QR code to to order on the menu and pay or you're not wearing a mask or you're not vaccinated. And I did see that in those four visions I had in 2016 2016 2017 and the guide said for the this year for the four visions were four years. And and I did see myself not being, I saw curfews. I mean, everything that's happening, I saw. And I saw me, I was like watching a movie, and I was also in it. I saw places I wasn't able to go to or times that I wasn't able to fly or travel, but times that I was able to. Again, remember everyone, Sunray, um, everything is in pockets in certain areas. And so, unfortunately, we're gonna, it's going to be, oops, can't do that right now. Oh, I can do that. Or there's going to be some protests and revolts. You know, there are a lot of lawsuits that are going on. We're not hearing about that. There are a lot of, you know, healthcare workers, other types of companies and workers that don't want this. I mean, honestly, it is, yes, let, let's just say what it is. It, 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 the only way they're getting around this is because of the peer pressure and calling a national emergency. If there wasn't the peer pressure, this wouldn't be happening. But this is the lower right, energy right. of Aquarius. This would not be happening if, and, and, and we can look in history other times when this type of peer pressure happens. 
you know, mm-hmm. so that's where we're at. We have to mm-hmm. work. This is the victim abuser. You know, this is the power over, power under dynamic. Um, it it opens, yeah, you know, and of course it's opening the doors to just a lot more with the tracking and the data collecting and. Uh, eventually, what what is free? These apps and the track is going to be. It's going to cost money. You know, it's going to be the four ninety nine, five ninety nine, two ninety nine. So, we just have to just do what you can do. That's the best thing that I can tell you because I did not see it all of a sudden just ending in the visions that I had. It it was it took a while, and it wasn't everywhere. It was different. It was predicated. Different things happened depending on where people lived and. You know, I saw not only, you know, an underground economy, but also an underground railroad where people were actually, people and products were actually driven in by certain people, like people couldn't visit family. You know, I wonder, because in the dreams or visions, it's actually visions because I was wide awake, I saw people getting put into trunks and they said, yeah, it would be like the underground railroad. And I'm like, what the heck is happening? But if so how some do I people find won't be able to people. Well you will I know, we're all looking <laughs> but I'm like, I, where do I, I find those feel, people? How do I find the people? I know. Well some of them may tunnel. be the vaccinated that had to get vaccinated. Like a dear friend of mine had to get got vaccinated and then and I told her, I said I, I said, you should just do everything you're doing virtually because I feel they're going to shut you out. The duel is out. I feel like in, 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 she, she was told she had to get vaccinated. Two hours later, she was received uh, a text saying, you're not allowed to come. We're not allowing doulas into the hospital because COVID is spiking. So it's about control. There's gonna, this is going to happen in a lot more. Oh, we have to shut down restaurants now again because even with the mask, even with the vaccines, it's not working. So, yeah, so she went and got mm. the thing she did not want to do, did not, did not, did not want. She did some detox to help, you know, cleanse it. And what's funny, too, is because a little bit of it came out when she got the shot. It came out down her arm. And mm. <laughs> yeah, so I would say, okay, where do you want to be finding your tribe? Is Just keep doing what you're doing. Honestly, I feel it's going to be more end of the fall, probably more end of the year, into the beginning of next year. Because next year there's a lot more coming together. So I do feel towards the end of the year and into probably February, March, or summer months at the most, but I would say maybe February, March, into spring, a lot of people moving again. Mm. Um, So you just have to ask questions and be, you know, again, it's not to vaccinate or not vaccinate or wear the mask or not wear it. It's about choice. So the, the vac- it may be the vaccinated people that are going to shopping and, and, and driving the car to pass the checkpoint with you in the, in the trunk. <laughs> you know, it may, so uh, um, it, it's not us and them. It's, not, it's, not about, it's about the consciousness of what this is about. It's about choice. It's about the consciousness. It's not about the action. You know, it's not about, you know, pro-choice or, or you know, pro, what they call pro-life, but everything, you know what I mean? It's not about red or blue. It's not about Republican or Democrat or Tory and Labor Party. That's what people are trying to make it. It's not about a black life and a white life. You know, all life matters. That's what people are going to wake up to, like, whoa, wait a minute. We better not segregate so much anymore because we're all in this together, I guess. I thought if I did X, Y, and Z, I would be safe. So just Trust your intuition. You've got great intuition. 
move forward on your soul gifts, on your path, keep connecting where the connection is, you know, whether online or in person. But you we're definitely, Aquarius, it's about coming together. So those communities, those families, those ways of coming together will be there. It's forming now. It's just not totally yet in form. You know, it is for some people, but you'll, you know, you're not going to get left behind, Sunray. You'll be, you'll have, you'll, you'll have your, your peace. <laughs> Thank you so much, Michelle. <laughs> All right, big hug. <laughs> Okay. Lots of love. Yeah, I know it's a little scary, you know, but um, you have to know you're not going to be. I know, that's the fact. Even in the visions, when I had the visions, I was like, everybody's leaving, everybody's traveling. Of course, that happened, right? And I was seeing this four or five years ago, and I'm like, oh, my God, and I'm still here. I'm still in my house. I still haven't, you know, and I'm like, I'm still, and then I, I, one point I was on my cell phone, I don't know who I was talking to, and I said, yeah, I finally got out, I finally moved, da, 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 da. So now I'm like trying to retrace the visions, and I'm like, okay, okay, where, when, you know? <laughs> the ego part wants to know, where, when? I get it, but, you know, you all will be taken care of um, because you're also dialed in and tuned in. You just have to listen to the intuition when it comes through or the openings. You know, there'll be actual openings. People, hey, come here, let's do this, or I'm moving, or do you want to move in with me, or this place is available, or you'll go looking and you'll find a place. You will find your space. Okay. So it is time for our awakening dialogue today. We have uh, Matthew Forrest with us. He's an international entrepreneur and CEO of ITSA Global, an intellectual property creation, licensing, and franchising consulting organization. For the past 20 years, he has traveled whilst operating various businesses, which earned him the name of Off-Grid Entrepreneur. Um, His most inspired and important endeavor is a theory of everything. Devising this theory required a deep understanding of multiple disciplines, including evolutionary psychology, consciousness studies, quantum mechanics, psychology, cosmology, and more. Uh, Matthew is also the author of the book, The Meaning of Life. Sounds yummy. I could use that right now. Hi, Matthew. Welcome to the program. Hi there. Thank you for having me on. Hey, great, 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 great. Um, I got to say, off-grid entrepreneur, I like that. (laughs) I like that. Yeah, that would... I was texting with the producer today with Sadie, and I'm like, oh, oh, that's right up my alley. I love that. Um, okay, it's now, almost, so we, almost I because wanted, I... It's what? Sorry, go on. I was going to no say problem. it's almost because of compulsive position these days with the uh, traveling restrictions and whatever, the, the sort of digital uh, nomads are becoming the norm, you know. <laughs> I know, I know. But, it's, but why not? It should be. I mean, what... What a great way, um, you know, I always say it doesn't matter. And actually statistics have shown over this past year and a half, people are actually more productive working remotely. Um, And really people, even if they have eight-hour days, they really only work four to six. The last couple hour, you know, fiddling around and on social media usually. Um, Yeah, so there's a lot more productivity. 
So, Matthew, I want to know what, um, first of all, what's CEO of ITSA Global? What's ITSA stand for? I-T-Z-A? Um, yeah, it's origins, actually, because I created a company called ITSA Wrap, um, as in Mexican mm. tortillas, Ooh. so like a, a franchise restaurant. So, um, but that's actually spelled as in the end of a movie, it's a rap, as in a you know, IT apostrophe. Yeah. So it's the kind of yeah, it's a rap. I kind of yeah. I kind of went went to created a unique mark as in ITZA, so therefore it can be used for different propositions, so a little bit like Virgin Rail, Virgin Money, Virgin whatever. So um, you know, it's a global records, that kind of thing. So so its origins actually began IT apostrophe. S and A, and and then I created ITZA, but there's also connotations there of the Mayan side of things, and it's been like a that's what I thought. I kind of got that too, the Mayan, yeah, yeah connecting in. So, what? Yeah. Are, okay, off grid entrepreneur. Are you living off grid now? Yeah, I'm currently in Thailand. I was supposed to only be here for three months, um, but that's when the COVID kind of kicked in. So for Extended my stay really so. Okay, cool. So you so you travel around then. Yeah, I'd, I'd normally be in Ibiza uh, or possibly Budapest oh. this time of year. Oh. Um, but but obviously this time it's getting quite difficult to move around um, in Southeast Asia yeah. across to Bangkok and then out of Bangkok. So it's it's a good place because at the moment I'm focusing quite heavily on uh, the book and sort of video production and certain things that I can do remotely anyway so it suits suits my lifestyle it's good it does okay so you do now normally still move around quite a bit yes i've kind of lived in about well i got the bug really way back in 2001 and the 2001 i went around the world for 12 months Um, Mm and the the timing was right for, for three of us to do that so we traveled pretty much most of the major places around the globe um, and, and I obviously sort of been removed away from society uh, made you that, that kind of feeling of freedom um, created an appetite really to want to try and incorporate that into the mm-hmm. lifestyle mm, I love that so let me ask you just get a little bit of the background of what you were doing before and how you decided to um, live and work more um, remotely and I would say nomadically also, you know, which I do see more people are going to be doing, by the way. So you're, you know, uh, you're an early adopter. you got the adopter. you got, you, you got the, you got this download. <laughs> um, but what were you doing before? What were you doing before? And what was the, tr- the pivot point or turning point to um, this? What was the mindset well, I actually began very left-brained, really. I kind of mathematical sciences, and I've done financial advisor qualifications, mortgage qualifications, et cetera, et cetera. So I was in the financial services industry for quite a while. But even at that point, I was sort of creating inventions and approaching and meeting with companies like the Disney organization, uh, you know, as a late mm-hmm. teenager. So I kind of already got a flair and a feel for the creative side. Um, and, and from that point on, I, I kind of um, used creativity to, to be able to create businesses around that. So I entered into an organization that I created 
um, which did licensing deals with people like Manchester United, England Football Club, um, various pop bands such as Boyzone and Westlife, that kind of thing. So um, I kind of used my inventive skill to create businesses uh, that, that were basically centered around my inventive nature. So it sounds like you did, you had this kind of inner compass, you know, sometimes inner GPS where you had the destination, other times inner compass. What was that compass for you? Was it joy? Was it interest? What creativity? What, what, what was some of the, um, you know, pings that you were getting, so to speak, that were guiding you? I suppose at the time I wouldn't have been so philosophical about it. I guess being in the flow was sufficient, mm-hmm. and therefore, um, without mm-hmm. understanding more deeply, which I do now, about perhaps what creativity is, actually is and, and sort of accessing a higher consciousness, etc. So it's kind of almost like a discovery rather than an invention. But at the time it was more, as you say, just because it, it brought pleasure and I gravitated towards being an inventive person and a creative but, but, you know, mm-hmm. as time has gone on, it, because of that creative mind and perhaps that entrepreneurial mindset, it also, because it, it makes you question things such as where someone in an organization might say, well, that's how we've done it for years. Then I will say, well, just because that's the way you've done it for years, if it's not as efficient and effective as it could be, then that, that should be challenged. And for the very same reasons, I guess, that's where I started to challenge, say, mainstream science narratives. So, so they're interconnected. Mm-hmm. With, with what effectively became a spiritual journey. So that it centered around my nature of, of being very, you know, very inquisitive. So you started more from the science. Um, and I know you do talk about in the book, you know, the science, agreed upon hallucination, which I wanted to touch on that, science and spirituality. Um, and of course, a lot of the great mystics have said that as well. But what is your what is your take on that? Um, in a way, with the question of the nature of reality. Um, I'm an advocate of mindism, so which is just a re-term really of, of idealism. But I don't like idealism because that kind of obviously it's derivative of the word idea, and mindism says more about what I believe it is, which is ultimately like the one mind. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like the primacy of consciousness, um, and we, mm-hmm. uh, and so, for example, there's obviously diametrically opposing views in people who study the science of consciousness. On the one hand, you've got people who believe consciousness is emergent and it just happens from sort of benign physical properties, and then there's the other side where they're suggesting that the brain itself is actually a form of the consciousness, and I fall into the latter side. Not not just as a leap of faith, but I believe that the science itself can can be appointed towards that truth. So, mm-hmm. so my, you're more comfortable, so in a sense it could be semantic, you're more comfortable with the term mind, that all coming from, you yeah. know, and that is a look at it, mind, one source, infinite source, and you're calling that the one mind, um, which we're all connected to, that one mind, right? <laughs> or individual aspects of yeah. that, that one mind. Um, exactly. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about, I think during these times too, I think it is good. Um, 
I think also in project, I know a lot of people come to me with you know ideas or problem solving that I think you have to take the the micro, but then at some point the macro view of things you have to extend out. Otherwise, not only becomes myopic, but your options become limited. You know, and that things you know can lead them lead to fear based choices. Um, and to me, that taps into that idea of the hallucination, the greed upon. Because of course we have this agreed upon reality, which is you know, the race consciousness or mainstream consciousness. Um, and then there are, you know, kind of fringe realities around that, the group agreement, yeah. uh, which is so active yeah. right now. So I'd love for you to explain um, a bit more, dive into that, and, and, you know, whether you want to call it group mind, group think, group reality, or hallucination. Is there a demarcation yeah. line between reality and hallucination? Funnily enough, I'd say not. Uh, it's not particularly convenient for the human condition, of course. Um, mm-hmm. but, but in essence, uh, there, there are truths in, 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 for example, schizophrenic um, hallucinations of, of alters or whatever. If you look at, in fact, how profound they are, um, obviously they, they can be controlled, and I would argue ultimately that, that that's a psychological issue and therefore mm-hmm. a mind issue anyway. But the point being is if you look at, there may be you, me, and a couple of others around a tree seeing uh, a dog walk and a dog. And a schizophrenic person may see a, another third party uh, that we can't. And augments into that reality such that the perspective is perfect. Um, they can be talking. They have a personality. They have a certain hair color. For all intents and purposes, mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty much indistinguishable. Obviously, um, in terms of uh, being a human being within the human experience, it's not particularly useful for for that experience and therefore taking pharmacological or otherwise intervention to try and adjust is a, a fair way forward. I think the key issue is the fact that it doesn't matter what your ism is, whether you're, you know, materialism, physicalism, idealism, everyone kind of acknowledges when they're looking at a human being, they see that that person has a brain within the school and that school closes off the brain in the dark, the pure darkness, whereby information that is received into that localized, closed-off, closed-circuit unit um, is clearly an external encoded information that is decoded, and it's a a non-passive mind that creates the reality, therefore, or or the mind's eye model or the screen of perception. And, and so, therefore, mm-hmm. there's already automatically an element of hallucination. The, the, the genius and the magic, if you like, is the fact that, that it, given that restraint, how there is, in fact, a shared hallucination that can be communicated. Um, and this is where people like Donald Hoffman and Bernardo Castro, they kind of, but they talk about, well, one of them talks about icons and the other one, Bernard talks about um, a dashboard and kind of says that it cannot represent the world in of itself for various reasons. Um, And and that Mm -hmm. creates a paradox because obviously we do have a shared reality. Um, We can describe Mm -hmm. the dog and how it's walking, what its tail's doing and whatever. So that's kind of like an incomplete aspect. So so in its essence, it's quite easy to prove that the hallucinations are a reality. For example, when someone looks at a red rose, it's apparently perceivers out there, then it's like an Mm -hmm. invisible wavelength that hits the 
eye and therefore the trichome retina, etc. That's changed into electrochemical information, which then passes to the relevant parts of the brain. Uh, and it, it's obviously like the consciousness and the mind experience that augments the color. So the instinct of the person who doesn't analyze the psychology or the anatomy and physiology don't realize that the red that is on the petal isn't a property of the petal. It's actually something that's created and augmented into the screen of perception. So in other words, mm. everyone is hallucinating, you know, regardless, you know, it's just a matter of degree then. So. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's interesting, too, because there's a talk about the filters of perception. Um, when you talked to, uh, mentioned schizophrenics, because uh, and I've been around some people that have that condition and worked with some, and a lot of what I saw and experienced, um, well, two things. One, a lot of times they will, they're actually seeing a lot of, information or data or picking that up about a person without knowing maybe they take it to the extreme where they become paranoid but they're definitely picking up on Mm -hmm. something or seeing something and then in one case i'm thinking of where the person actually in fact my friend mojgan and i were like oh we've we've worked like years going to ashram and india and meditating and this and that and he's having this experience. <laughs> he's identifying, instead of with the archetype, he's identifying as the archetype. Mm. But he's having this yes. full-on, what someone could say, spiritual experience and seeing spirits and all this is mm. happening. So what is it? Because I yeah. know something I read on your website, you talk about, you know, tradition or things being, you know, passed on. Do you think with this shared reality or hallucination that there's something with the filtering that we're taught is that part of what's determining our shared reality is what we're taught to see or taught to believe? Very much so. And not only that, words as well. Uh, so when language is developed, you already get, for mm. example, um, certain tribes or whatever that are exposed to the environment where it's more relevant and they can actually perceive beyond, you know, the normal human perception. So language can affect mm. it. But certainly, as you say, um, ability. I believe, for example, mainstream science would instantaneously reject the concept of alien abduction, for example, which is, mm-hmm. you know, obviously has a reality for the people that, that experience it. And, and, mm-hmm. and even that, I would believe, physical traces of what's occurring. And, and that goes completely against mainstream science because they would suggest that it, it's just a hallucination or, you know, they're locked into a nightmare and, and you know, they're paralyzed, whatever. But you know, I personally see that that, that is their reality. Now, I, I think that as time has evolved and perceptions of what certain creatures are seen to be, as you say, like archetypes in some respect, then I think that influences the experience as well. So, in mm-hmm. other words, um, there can be an evolution of experience as a result of changes in the narrative, if you like. Mm-hmm. So it reminds me, and I, I, I'm not sure, I always get mixed up whether to attribute it to uh, Carl Jung or Einstein, but if it's all illusion, you might as well pick an empowering one. Am I hearing a hint of that with you, right? That, right? If there is this hallucinate, I mean, do we have that kind of control, I guess, or management of reality if it is 
hallucination, okay. if it is a lot of what we're yeah, taught would, through languaging. Yeah, this is kind of good news, I would say, because as co-creators, um, we are able to, so the, kind of like the intent, if you like, of the universal consciousness is to have immersive experience and, and as uh, alters of that, if you like, um, sub-intents with free will, mm-hmm. then we do have the potentiality to influence the outcome of the narrative ourselves. Of course, the problem is is that with an egoic mind uh, of the human, that there are certain ones with you know, nefarious plans, if you like, and, and their intent is very strong, and therefore there's an interaction of intents, and therefore they're, they're influencing through fear quite often as well, of course, which narrows the, the condition. Um, and, and, that, and that's a lot of what we're seeing now. We get, you know, I don't think there's ever been a time in history where um, there's been so much diametrically opposing views and whatever. I heard just before I came on about the issue with masked people versus not and vax and anti-vax and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so, but to answer the question, I would say that, yes, um, I think that's possibly, I mean, there's no doubt that Eckhart Tolle's teachings, for example, is, is a, a genius at what he does, and his messages are, are incredibly useful. Um, but he, on the on the downside, he, he would say that, um, we, you know, that if you've got one foot in the past and one foot in the future, you're kind of urinating on the present, so to speak, and therefore mm-hmm. the focus should be on the present. And he, in fact, would say that life circumstances aren't real, but, but life essence is. And... Um, and there's very much a case of him saying it's insane to fight against the isness, as in the, the whatever presents itself. So put the welcome mat out. Now, obviously, uh, this is a very positive way forward because it, it means no, not so much fear in, in terms of future and regret and depression, past base or whatever. Uh, but it also undersells the fact that with the power of intent, there's a possibility there within that power of now to also alter the narrative in accordance with being a co-creator. That doesn't mean you can just suddenly say there's no such thing as COVID and the virus and dismiss it because that's right. part of what we just thought about before, you know, the collective narrative. But it does mm-hmm. offer a positive message. It means people can literally, you know, perceive with sort of almost precognition, even though it all happens within an infinite now, and, mm-hmm. and, and alter the reality. And I believe that a lot of that's been suppressed, you know, by design because of the egoic minds wishing to be king of the castle in some respects, the ego. Yeah. yeah, I would agree, yeah. Now, I'd like what you said, so as co-creators, so, it, so I agree with you. So we do need to own up to the shared reality, the isness of what is. And so there seems like, you know, of course, anything that extends or rises in vibrational frequency gets out of the extremes of polarity, you know, that, that finds, you know, Buddhism teaches this you know, especially Zen Buddhism, that, that middle way. What would you suggest is, is, with your research, training, and how you've been living is the way people can be stepping back, not getting into – that's why I keep telling people, it's not about masks or not masks. Back, we've we got to get out of the extremes of the polarity here. Otherwise, we'll just be, you know, mm-hmm. propagating this situation. Um, we've got to rise above, you know, what's the, the core issue, the causal point. So what would you suggest to people this time to kind of, okay, this is what's happening, this is the isness, this is the shared reality. 
but the co-creative aspect, how can they step out of that extremes of the polarity plane of getting caught up in that and engage more in being the cause, causal point, engage more in the co-creation? I would say step number one is to be very aware of the fear aspect because that, you know, that basically creates a, an issue in terms of being able to co-create. That, that's the fundamental part. So if you're watching mainstream media, um, you know, with negative messages constantly bombarding or mockingbird effect, if you like, then that that's, mm-hmm. that certainly should be uh, taken into account. Um, the, one of my friends is... Uh, a very senior psychologist in Australia, um, Chris Mackey, and he, he's written a book, Synchronicity. It's got a lot of commonality with you mentioned before, the Carl Jung and Synchronicity. But the, the point is he brings that into his intervention of uh, psychology um, and treating the treatment of his patients because by the raising of the vibration, and it's been noted that that increases synchronicity in a positive way and the universe rewarding if you like and so therefore I would say that's one of the positive steps and that, that's why I guess I mentioned a bit about the negative news because that you know that uh, creates um, a problem in terms of being able to co-create so mm-hmm. it's a, on the one hand you see one of the difficulties is we can't obviously ignore the agreed upon narrative right but if you yes. pay too much attention to it then you're actually one of the contributors towards the manifestation of that. That's the paradox. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like very difficult to ignore, which isn't the way anyway, to, put, to, to, to be mindful of the situations that have arisen, but not to buy into the narrative so much that you are creating your own reality and live, living within that reality. Mm-hmm. I think part I, I really want to highlight this because I do think it's so important for our listeners is what you're saying with the shared reality. We have to own the isness of what is and our aspect or part in that, the quantum aspect. And then yeah. from there, but not dwell on it and not not um, you know, propagate it or do things that proliferate it, make it stronger. And I think that's you know, I, I really feel what Matthew what you're saying is so empowering because it's like owning up to something, you know, it's like owning up to a relationship you've been in. And then you, you, do you blame the other person when the breakup happens? Everything was them. Even if it mm-hmm. was a lot of it was them, you, there's something, a shared reality or something that you drew that mm-hmm. in or, you know, it, you know, a learning lesson or something, make peace with it. Um, mm-hmm. So I love what you're saying about that because I think a lot of people are wrestling with that. And until we get to the shared reality part, um, you know, the isness of what is, then it's going to be us and them, them and us. And then that definitely yeah. blocks synchronicity. That definitely blocks and lowers the vibration. Um, yeah. So that's very powerful. Thank you for that. That's really powerful. Mm. What One of my heroes is, uh, was George Michael, for example. He, he, he mm. His songwriting skills and whatever, and, uh, you know, certain tracks that he wrote like Praying for Time or whatever and other ones. He had a lot of difficulties in his life with his you know, mother dying and his lover dying early on and whatever and felt kind of cursed. Um, but he was kind of like an empath very much and, and a beautiful soul, mm. an angel and whatever. But he, he kind of 
could, you know, lived within that narrative also, and so you know, had many difficulties and, and suffered long-term depression and whatever, and, and, and took various substances to try and overcome that. And potentially, it, it appears possibly that super intellects like uh, Jordan Peterson and whatever, uh, you know, with, with various incredible mm-hmm. insights into the human condition or whatever, but, but likewise has kind of taken a fall himself over the last, you know, several years, um, and, and mm-hmm. had a lot of, you know, sort of issues within it, within, his, within his own narrative. I mean, it, when, when he, the, the, one of the issues is if you listen to say. Um, new age aspects of the law of attraction even though I would advocate that there's a massive amount of truth in there when it gets taken to the extreme where they would say that anyone who has cancer or even uh, an an accident it's self-created it kind of doesn't take into account the interaction of the other intents and that's a key issue because you could have the 9-11 awful situation and you could interview the, the, the victims prior and you would obviously find certain ones that would be pressed, and you'd find ones in the middle, and you would find complete mm-hmm. advocates of the law of attraction. And yet, you know, on that given day, that 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 you know was as it was. So, I think that's why it's quite a complicated issue. It's it's not suggesting that you can completely, absolutely can control um, your reality because it's a co-creation issue. So, yeah. The co-creation, and you do have your yeah. There is a there is a de- design within that, and I think that's aligning to that, understanding that, and not fighting it, um, and then finding the places where you can morph the reality and make the change. You know, it's kind of de- like Taoism. It's like finding that flow, you know, or surfing. Yeah. You don't go against the wave. You find the wave, and then you make mm. it. You know, then the wave works for you and with you. But you, you know. It is what it is. The isness of the wave is what it is. It's going to be whatever it is. Um, now, let me yeah. ask you about your book, um, The Meaning of Life, how that came about. Um, and you cover some of this that we're talking about. It's a blend, I guess, of the science, the spirituality, um, also within the book. How, how did that come about? Um I was always interested in science. Then my father was head of science and went down the mathematical science degree academically, etc. So there was always an interest in science. And even when I was quite young, I got the double slit experiment, that kind of thing, quantum mm-hmm. mechanics. Um, but I was also quite conscious there were a lot of the narratives within mainstream science that weren't that weren't exactly adding up. Um, and the deeper I delved into that and the further into the rabbit hole went, the, the more obviously became that on the surface certain narratives seemed to fit and, and, and there were a lot that were illogical across pretty much the whole range from natural and sexual selection and especially sexual selection, for example, um, in the peacock's tail and whatever in terms of the, 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 the drab nature of it, you know, it seems to be believed in terms of a micro... Mm-hmm. Um, change of through mutation and the, the mate choice of the female over time creating a jigsaw puzzle of absolute towards perfection of beauty and whatever. So they have this thing called handicap theory, which posits that because of the fact that it is got good genes and whatever, it carries the the burden and also you know can take parasites and still display its beauty. But the point being is that um, pretty much all of these handicaps are there's a ubiquitous beauty 
relating to them mm-hmm. and therefore being a handicap of any sort. But obviously there's, there's a kind of a blueprinted aspect, if you like. There's certain aspects that could just occur in the same way that crystal formation is or whatever. But when you look at the painting within the line and not within the line, there's no value uh, other than what a mind could give it for the distinction between those two points. So they kind of say that it's an arrival of the fittest rather than survival of the fittest and an issue regarding how over linear time it progresses. And I would argue, therefore, that that's actually consciousness, you know, being aware both as a perceiver and appreciator of it, but also the creator of that through mind. So, um, so therefore, it was because of things like that and also, you know, looking at different interpretations of quantum mechanics, looking at, um, you know, how, how everything, all the energy and, and, the, and the matter in the universe could arise from the singularity of nothing, uh, you know, in a, in a singular moment, um, whereby even if you sort of said, well, there's a quantum phone that potentially existed outside of that that created a point at which then the matter came from the singularity, it circles all the way down that because you, you've still got to explain the, the cause or, or the mechanism that arrived. So it was, it was really mm-hmm. noticing that, that you know, a lot of flaws, especially flaws in linearity because of an assumption mm-hmm. of the mind of seeing something quite simplistically. So they say in science quite often that you know, correlation doesn't mean causation and yet they seem to quite often fall into that trap themselves. Mm-hmm. So... To answer your question, I guess my my journey was as a result of spotting issues regarding the, the mainstream narrative, and then it became more obvious that, that you know there was a potential for a unification of spirituality and science because it's not that science and reductionism is incredibly useful and helpful because within the perceived physical material realm it, it's an advance of technology and harnessing what is so. You know, and I'm not I'm not dissing science at all. I'm suggesting actually that it it ends up being the signpost truth if you get me so. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Well, I think that is what is what you speak about and um, you cover in your book, um, which is a great basis I think for people. I think the the, the great questions, solutions, and understanding of life are going to come. That it is not just science over spirituality or spirituality of science or reductionism, you know, I feel that it's a, it's a bit of all, how does it fit together? That depends on different circumstances. Right. And, yeah. and it sounds like by yeah, what you're saying and by what you're espousing in your book, it's, it's, it's kind of like, okay, opening up, you know, really opening up the headspace, moving out of a fixed mindset and opening up that, there are multiple, not only multiple realities within the shared reality, but there are multiple and more contributing factors to what we have or what we experience. And so we ourselves have to be less separationists and perhaps because people are being reductionists, whether they believe, (laughs) they believe in that they're quote unquote spiritual right now, they're operating from an extreme level of reductionism. So, it sounds like you're you're pro- proposing this opening up, perhaps, in this different yeah, view. Yeah, I think if you've got no, yeah. I'm going to say if you have an open mind. I mean, if you're a rigid scientist um, of a materialist slant, like 
Professor Richard Dawkins or the philosopher Daniel Dennett or whatever, then they, they could read the whole book. And even though it uses abductive reasoning, the same as doctors would use for diagnosis, with massive amounts of converging evidence, um, mm -hmm. literally dozens and dozens of people. That's kind of the purpose of the book, to take someone on a journey where they take their instincts for granted and, and to explore so that you can see those truths, you know. Um, so in theory, they should also see this. Um, but um, there is something called the, um, the sheep-goat effect, um, whereby people who... This, this happened in the 40s where a psychologist lady, she, she pre-interviewed people who were going to be doing side-type experiments. And on the basis of what their beliefs were in advance of going into the experiment, had a huge influence on the outcome. Now, that sounds like a philosophy of convenience, but, of course, you can statistically show that's the case. And the point being is that people who were complete skeptics scored average or below, and, and people who had the belief were able to perform. And, and in re recent times, Edinburgh University did, like, a meta study and said that the chance, you know, the phenomenon was, uh, for it not to be real, was trillions, uh, you know, to one against it being chance, if you get it. So, um, and, and therefore, what the implication of that is, is that, as you just mentioned before, that there are multiple kind of realities set within the agreed upon reality. And that creates a real problem because the scientific method relies upon complete objectivity. So if you have someone in science who has a certain rigid belief and they're vibrating, if you like, at that level, that really is their reality. And therefore, trying to convince them, you know, with logic is very, very difficult. Eventually, they potentially could see it because there's nowhere else to go. But, you know, it's, 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 all, it's kind of like that those realities are true, but they're both diametrically opposing potentially and that's, that's <laughs> it's not what the uh, scientific community wish to hear really I mean it already no. happens to some degree within relativity so you've got Einstein's special relativity whereby uh, this is a perception issue so they, they, they will concede that it's true but, but they will have a, a scientific explanation but, but it, it's effectively the same kind of thing whereby someone can see a sequence A, B and C and someone traveling at great speed can perceive CBA um, and therefore they are seeing literally a sequence reversal and therefore a different reality and both those realities are true um, and uh, therefore it appears that uh, you know people that vibrate at a higher level of, you know, and higher dimension access are actually experiencing literally a, a, a variation in truth um, and, and this is a real real problem for mainstream science Yes, and one they have to grow out of. <laughs> oh, Matthew, this, <laughs> this has been a great uh, conversation. Come back anytime. We, we've wound out of time now. Um, but I've Thank thoroughly you. enjoyed this. I know our listeners have. We've had people buzzing in the chat. It's been a fascinating conversation. And um, I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, come on the program and share with us. Thanks for being here. Yeah, brilliant. Thanks for having me on. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right, everyone. That was Matthew Forrest um, diving in a bit about the meaning of life, 
That's his recent book, The Meaning of Life, uh, where he culminates over 15 years of deep philosophical theory and critical science research to challenge conventional wisdom and ambitiously, ambitiously decode the mystery of our living existence. Um, I love what he was saying, though, about the shared reality, accepting the isness, watching our languaging. I mean, you guys, we're at such a pivotal point right now that we can make real change, just uh, these little adjusting adjustments. Um, I take a re-listen, some of you that were maybe in and out, because I think that you brought up some really good points that can really help people understand what's going on now and navigate. And the new narrative that's trying to come in that's not, needs to be less bias-based. Remember, where we don't want extremes. We have to look below or above above or below what's going on. Otherwise, we're going to stay stuck in the, you know, polarity plane. We don't, that, that, that's the whole, that's the game changer, everyone. Thank you so much, all of you, for co-creating this with me. I so love each and every one of you and appreciate you. Um, I'd love, love, love for you to connect further with me on Instagram, YouTube. Come connect with me on my channel uh, on YouTube, Soul Awakening with Michelle Mache. Um, if you want to dive deeper, uh, soul-centered living, you can find out more information about soul-centered living on soulplayground.life. Go to the courses and events section. All right, everyone, continue to shine your light, share your insights, and keep awake. I'm Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. Are you awake? You're staying-